Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, this episode is brought to you by my very own NLP practitioner course. I've been teaching neuro-linguistic programming, or NLP, for nearly 15 years. It is the most powerful tool for communication on the planet, and it can be yours today. For a very limited time, I'm giving away my entire NLP course workbook for free. Go to nlpwithmatt.com. All the patterns, all the tools, and the techniques of NLP in the complete course workbook, the same one that we use to teach our live certification classes, yours free. NLPwithmatt.com. Get it today. Let's get back to the show. What's going on? Welcome back to The Driven Entrepreneur. It's Matt Bronin, and I am here as you are, as I am every single week for you, my entrepreneur buddies, my pals, my friends. And look, you're out there trying to make your way in the world. You're making your business happen. Um, and one of the biggest things you need to do is make this splash so people know who you are, right? So branding in, in a company, in any company, is one of the most important things you can do. But the idea of a brand, to me, has always been so vague. It's like this, I need a brand. What's a brand? Is it what you look like? Is it your slogan? Is it your logo? There's lots to do. And today I want to have a brand conversation because I think all of us could really use a brand or even a rebrand. You know, we need to look at what's happening. Today I have Nick Onkin. He's a world-renowned photographer, brand expert, and a creative entrepreneur. Uh, Nick has photographed personalities like Justin Bieber, Tom Hanks, Jessica Alba. Uh, he's gone and worked on the brands for people like Jay Shetty, uh, Jim Quick of the Quick Brain podcast, Lewis Howes, Tony Robbins, the list goes on, Ed Milet. There's so many major influencers in the world right now that all trust Nick for the visual brand. Uh, he's also interviewed celebrities like Usher, Scooter Braun, Donna Karen on his podcast as well. So, so much to get into. Um, the guy has traveled seven different continents, the author of travel photography book, Photo Trekking. He's photographed global campaigns for international brands, also big companies like Nike, Coca-Cola, Adidas. His work's been published in magazines, uh, the Condé Nast Traveler, Cosmopolitan, Marie Claire. I am so excited to get into Brandy with Nick. Nick, are you there, my friend? I'm here. Thanks for having me. Man, you sound so good. And you look good. I like that long hair. Really, really good look. You remind, remind me of my brother, John. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And that's a compliment. He's a good looking dude. Uh, so you, uh, you're, you're coming out from Brooklyn. And when you get into photography, it's something that as a kid, I always thought it's interesting and it's cool. I didn't realize how complicated it is. Were you like that kid taking Polaroids of grandma at four? Or is this something you got into later <laughs> through school? Tell me a little bit about the kind of your love for photography and how it even happened. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I have a photo of me with like an old school camera when I was a kid, but I never even thought about photography as I didn't even know it was a career, to be honest. I actually went to school for graphic design and uh, I took photography as a part of the graphic design program, but it was just like a black and white required class. So it was just something that 
I enjoyed. It was fun, but I never really took it seriously. I never even thought about it. Um, at that point, that was pre, like, um, pretty pre-internet and pre, way before social media and and even like digital technology uh, in in cameras was good enough to use. So it was, you know, because film was so expensive back then. I did so I never really thought about it. Never really did anything. And then as when I was a graphic designer, I did graphic design for about five years. And then digital technology in the camera world became good enough to actually like buy a digital camera, like a point and shoot type of camera to be able to use in my, I just bought one to use in my graphic design works because like, I needed to like create assets for clients and things like that to even just like play around with. And that was kind of how I got uh, started. My eyes got open to photography and then I ended up uh, convincing a nonprofit design client to split the expenses on a trip to Africa to build them a photo library. And that's kind of where it really all started. Uh, that trip opened my eyes in two ways, the way that I see the world and just like experiencing the developing world for the first time, um, just in, in integrating a whole uh, philanthropic ethos into the rest of my business for however, up until, you know, even now in current day. But then it also opened my eyes to becoming a photographer. I had no idea what it was. I had no idea there was a career. I had no idea that I could actually make money doing this. Um, you had no desire at all really to be a photographer. It was working on the graphics and the branding. And it was like, well, we need photos to mess with. I love how you kind of, you back your way into a career, which so many as so many of us have done. Um, after you got back from Africa, at what point were, did you think, oh my gosh, there's something to this. Like, I think I want to do more photos. Was it on the trip? Was it right after? Was there a moment in time when you had that kind of come to Jesus, the photographer moment? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say that that's the second takeaway from the trip was like, wow, I could really see myself doing this. Um, but I had no idea how to start. And I got back and I was like trying to adjust back to being in a normal, uh, you know, first world country. And I got connected with this photographer and this was in Seattle where I grew up. And uh, I got connected with this other photographer to do website updates for him, graphic design updates. And then I just started pounding him with questions. And that just kind of, he was so gracious to answer all my crazy camera questions and stuff like that. And that's kind of like the start of how I got into it. And then I would just, I bought another camera and I kind of just started shooting my own work. And eventually like I started assisting him on set once a week or something like that. And it just kind of opened, he opened my eyes to that world. And then I started going down that path. I saw like, I started seeing like commercial photographers and what they were doing. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And that's kind of like when I decided that I was going to move on the, to that journey of becoming a photographer, you know, it takes, takes time to like practice and, or to like build your portfolio and build a style and, and do all these things. But I was on a mission to get there. That's and, so good. Uh, How long would you say it was from like the Africa trip to maybe you're not fully, fully solid with a big portfolio yet, but you would say, you know what, officially that's who I am. I'm a photographer and you know, you have some business coming in. Is this a, a six month period, a six year period? Well, so I think there's different stages, right? So I think that it was about a year until I was like, okay, I, I want to be a photographer a year from when I got back from Africa. Um, and then I was building my kind of like understanding it. And I started building my portfolio. And another year later, I, it was my, I ended up getting my first job for Nike, which was like a huge, huge thing. I was shooting some sports players that you might know, like uh, Brian Urlacher and uh, Mariano Rivera and like Albert Pujols and uh, ben, ben Roethlisberger and these guys. I had no idea who they were at the time. Um, 
but that was kind of my first big job. And, and I was trying, I had to just figure it out as I went, we were traveling all over the U S uh, shooting and I was just like, putting it together and problem solving but um and you're doing like sports photography at the time or are you doing more like branding photo shoots for these guys well that shoot was more of a brand it was for nike pro they're like under armor kind of stuff yeah um and so it was a long we created our own set along with the commercial tv commercial set so you know the athletes would go and shoot the commercial and then they'd come over to our set we'd shoot them on a on just a studio green screen um so that they could you know, chop out the background and use them how they wanted to in the ads. So there, there were four, it was an advertising, my first advertising project. Can we talk a little bit about, about how, so you break into this first kind of corporate, right? So you get this job with Nike and this is before you're doing a lot of the influencers and other celebrities. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, this was way back. This was yeah. like 2005. Oh, so, wow. Okay. So you're talking yeah. a little while ago. This, this was back before influencer was even a word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Social influencer. What, what is that? Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't even exist back then. Like Instagram didn't exist back then. It was, uh, you know, it was a whole thing. So this is like when, you know, pros, I was just shooting people, you know, for me, I love shooting people and life. I want to be a lifestyle photographer, which at the, at the time was not, it was still very, a new thing. You well, know, right. Again, who, who needs a lifestyle photographer in those days, right? You think, okay, somebody, the rich and famous, right? Someone who owns their own yacht, maybe needs a lifestyle photographer, but an everyday person, a business owner, most of us business owners, I was running a business in 2005. I didn't think that I would need anything like that. I'm not the head of my business. I'm not the face, you know, I don't have a presence anywhere. I'm just a guy that has an office, you know? So it, so in 2005, then you're doing this. Can I talk a little bit about, or I want you to talk about getting into kind of breaking into first Nike and some of the other brands. Um, was there a, did you back your way into it? Is there a little bit of that kind of accidental, like, Hey, someone introduced me before you know it, here I am. Did you intentionally go after more brands? How, Cause I think a lot of young entrepreneurs, man, the dream would be, Hey, I'd love to break in with whatever I do. Maybe it's copywriting, um, something different. I would love to break in and work with a company like that, work with a, a corporation, get a contract. Any tips, strategies, ideas about how to, to go about that, especially if you're newer, whether it's photography or any other business? Yeah, you know, I think for me, it's, I mean, that job was kind of a fluke. It just came through a connection who had like had a, he was at an agency in New York and like they just needed somebody in a pinch. And I was like, I was able to do it and kind of worked out that way. I didn't see anything like that big for another two years after that project. I thought I was in, I thought the ball was rolling. Um, so that was kind of something that fell into my lap in a certain sense. But what, you know, this is, I think a key takeaway here is as a photographer and any art, and this, I, I think this applies to any entrepreneur or anybody is the idea of, as a photographer, it was like the idea of make, to make make better pictures and show more people. So I think the, the concept there being ideate and create your product and make it a good, the best product that you can make it. But you also got to show people, right? Like you also have to get it in front of people. You got to market it. And so I've always played that, that game. And that's even played into the hats that I'm making now, uh, which we can get to in a while. But, um, but oh, work on the craft, work on the product, develop a really good product and then start showing. So for me, my product was photography. It was a portfolio. So I was I wanted to shoot commercial lifestyle photography for brands like Coca-Cola, Nike, Reebok. You know, it's like these like kind of aspirational 
imagery that you would see that's like people doing beautiful people doing everyday things that's like aspirational. So I had to go and create a portfolio that shows that I could do that. And then I was, I started to go go around the portfolio. Sorry to cut you off. Are you, you don't, let's just say you don't have access to all these beautiful celebrities, right? Are you finding the, the beautiful average person, quote unquote, and, and going and saying, Hey, Roger, will you like, can we do a photo shoot? Because I need to get some of these photos and show how powerful and good I am at this. Are you doing that at the beginning? Yeah. So, I mean, this, this is like, you're, we're fast forwarding, you know, years later now, uh, when Instagram, now, now that Instagram exists and influencers exist, it's a kind of a little bit of a different, uh, ball game there. But when I started, it was like getting, you know, I was shooting my attractive friends and then I went, started going to modeling agencies and, and approaching them and use, you know, using their models to create concepts that I wanted to create that I could show in my portfolio. And they get to use the, the images in their portfolio as well. And that's how you create a portfolio is you just do all these different shoots, um, different concepts of shoots, and then curate the portfolio. And then you take that portfolio and you show it to ad agencies. There's certain people within ad agencies that actually buy art and hire photographers. And so that's part of it, doing meetings. You know, this is, remember, this is all pre... Uh, this is when, as a photographer, you would send out actual physical portfolios to ad agencies. So I had wow. like 10, 10 portfolios. And like if a, an agency wanted... Um, to sorry, what are you New still York, in Brooklyn um, or something? <laughs> I'm still in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Helicopters flying all night last night. Helicopters, yeah. You get trash trucks yeah. going outside. Hey, real exactly. quick, I think there was a great principle you brought out that I think we can apply to any businesses. You said number one, you got to be really good at what you're doing. But I loved when you said, "I'm going to go to a model," and it, it makes sense for photography. They're going to get a massive value. Why are they going to do this? Because they can use my photos, and now they can build their own portfolio. That's something they desire. But in turn, you get a great model, great photo, and you're building your portfolio, something you desire. So whatever your business product is, be thinking, if I want to get a higher name person, I want to get a great testimonial, that's a great great place to start. And where can I, what can someone really, really get from me? What's a huge value I can give? And in exchange, I get a chance to work with this person. And if you're a coach, it's not just I'll coach you because that's not what they already want. That's what you want. What is it they want and they need? And I love that you're thinking that way, Nick. Um, so going forward here, yeah. you, you know, you're building your portfolio and you're starting to make that happen. You're making connections and whatnot. Um, I do want to fast forward just for the sake of time. Um, when now Instagram's here and the influencer world is here, tell me about kind of the entry to the celebrity photography. And then we want to get into some entrepreneur brand ideas. But how do you get, you know... Tony Robbins on his jet, uh, Justin Bieber, Jessica Alba, where was there same thing as, as back in the day with Nike? Was there an entry point where you fell into it or someone said, Hey, you know, who really needs a photographer is this person. What was the kind of the genesis of the celebrity style stuff? Yeah. You know, I mean, for me, it's been all building relationships, right? So one of the first relationship, one of the earlier relationships I built was around 2009. It was kind of when my career was starting to get started. I met this guy, Adam Braun, who the founder, he, he just had started this charity called Pencils of Promise. Uh, they build schools for kids in the developing world. And um, I just, I knew this guy was going to build something big. And uh, he has a brain, he had a brain to build a business around it and a bleeding heart for the cause. And I think just seeing that, um, I knew he was going to go somewhere. So I, he invited me to come to Laos to shoot. And um, <clears throat> so we created a whole photo library uh, for the charity. And so I built that relationship to start. And then 
like about a year later, he was like, hey man, check it out. My brother found this kid on the internet. His name's Justin Bieber. He's going to be huge one day. And I was like, whatever. Sure. And so he'd be telling me all these stories and all these things. No, and this, this kid, he's my... on YouTube, man. What's YouTube? Yeah. And then literally like another six months to a year later, the Never Say Never um, documentary came out. Justin blew up. Scooter became really big. And that was, and then that relationship, and then I met Scooter on a Pencils of Promise trip. And uh, that, him and I became friends on that trip. And then six months later, he introduced me to Justin um, and Usher. And that's how, and then he put me up to shoot Justin. So I shot Justin probably four or five times uh, for different projects. Uh, so that's all come through relationships. You know, I think it's really building relationships, but also having the product and the value behind it. So that if people are like, you like, you can talk a game, but then if they go to your website and your, your product is terrible, you know, they're not going to make the connection. But so you have to keep building both sides of it, the relationships and the, uh, and the product. I think that's the huge key there, right? Um, so on to, you know, keep going fast, you know, fast forward even more. Then um, I met Lewis through Pencils of Promise as well because he supports that charity. Uh, so for me, the whole ethos, you know, goes back to the first trip, the whole ethos of giving back um, and connecting with this charity had started to build the relationships with, with that world. And so, you know, and then from um, Lewis Howes, I met Tony Robbins and that's how I photographed Tony was through Lewis. So it's, it's really kind of like, it's, it's, kind of who you know in a certain sense, but who, how are you, what value are you bringing to these relationships? And then how are they going to refer you to other people? Uh, I think is probably one of the biggest, biggest things. And then, I mean, with the influencers, it's, you know, there's having, obviously having a good product and you can approach people. For me, it's like approaching influential people and, and where can I bring value to them? And then we create this synergy and then it, um, it expands. And then, you know, that's how you see the portfolio of people that I have is, is just referrals from different um, influential people. I mean, Lewis has been probably like the most influential because he's so big in the entrepreneur. Oh, and he's so uh, connected to everything he does through the podcast and, and everything else in his life. So, yeah. So what I'm hearing from you, one of the biggest things is have a good product that's actually good. And look, when, when you look at Nick Onken, it's N-I-C-K, N, oh, sorry, N-I-C-K-O-N, K-E-N, on Ken. So nickonken.com slash entrepreneur. If you check that out, I mean, you'll see like every one of these photos, whether it's a Jim Quick, a Jay Shetty, um, just going down the list here, looking at everyone I'm seeing is like lifestyle photo and then some. Here's Justin Bieber jumping in the air. Uh, here is, what's the other one I saw? This is so, such, such, such good. Good is not the right word, but it's, intricate it's interesting it's everything has a different background some are outside indoor some are close up some are action but every one of them you're really capturing an essence of someone or an essence of as you said their brand i can see that so you got to have a great product if you get connected to the right people and you get referred and your product sucks or it's okay nothing's going to happen but you start with a good product okay as nick saying and then you connect somewhere and if you're really, really good and you really give first and you really take care of people, they're going to say, oh my gosh, I met the best so-and-so, you got to work with them too. And all of a sudden you got a portfolio like Nick. Can we talk a little bit about visual brand then and, and get into that world? Because one of the biggest things you're doing today, of course, is branding for entrepreneurs, uh, visionaries, the influencers as we're talking about. 
if you own a business and you're in that space where you're thinking, okay, I need to have a real visual brand. To you, Nick, describe first off, maybe define brand for me or visual brand. Is there a difference? And what's your whole take on the brand uh, story here? Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a couple different aspects of it. So there's the the visual personal brand, which is like your photography. It can go into video as well. Um, and your graphic design. I focus primarily on the photography aspect of it because that's what I do. Um, I would say overall branding is um, what you project out there in the world. What story are you telling the world that wants to make them connect with you? And that extends into like your copywriting, your you know, bigger brands do this all the time where it's their advertising and, and all these different things. But for me, primarily, I focus on the visual aspect of it. And what I've been doing is taking all the stuff that I've learned from shooting celebrities, shooting big brands like Nike and Coca-Cola and translating that over into the personal brand for entrepreneurs. And I think the big thing is, you know, and Lewis is really big on this in terms of like one of the most powerful things that he's done is utilize the power of photography to in his brand to, um, to elevate his brand, first of all. But it really goes down to the aspect of when we see pictures of that person we connect with them. And so, and when they're elevated, it like brings an aspiration to it as well. And so that's been, you know, that's been Lewis's philosophy in, in his own building, his own brand. And then, you know, for me to be able to come and help him build that and help whoever else. Tell me what that. you mean by elevated. Cause I think I get that, but describe your, your version of what is elevated. Is it just good quality or is it, what is that about really? So elevated, I, I would say is is it's aesthetic. So if you look at you know it's it's basically the difference between shooting something a portrait with an iPhone or like a camera phone or whatever to utilizing a professional photographer who can capture your essence, who can capture your story, who can capture um, your energy, all that kind of stuff because that also tells your story. So I have a thing called elevated realism, a style called elevated realism that I like to utilize. Um, and essentially, it's what the ad world calls lifestyle photography, but it is really kind of these elevated, let's see, elevated as in like aspirational, as in like vibrant, as in colorful, as in like, you know, um, it's it's kind of the difference between the uh, like the Coca-Cola versus the generic brand, right? It's like, what makes that difference? Well, there's an elevated... Um, it may be the same product inside, <laughs> but hopefully your product is 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 elevated as is your visual brand. But okay, so elevated, it, we're talking. So it's the quality of the photos themselves. So when you see the depth and the quality that a professional photographer, professional equipment versus your granny on the iPhone, that's part of it. But then it's also the the backgrounds and the staging, the setup and the angles that maybe again your eye, Nick, can see that, but I'm not going to quite pick how to get that captured. And then the, the third part I heard from you is elevated in sense of the actual brand of like, I don't know how important I am. And I don't mean that from an ego standpoint, but like how someone who's a big deal, someone who's making big waves is going to be doing big things and things that are elevated, you know, whether it's, you know, the, the jet photo or it's the beach or it's with the family or whatever it is, but it's going to feel like, Hey, this is someone who you want to be around. This is someone who's kind of a, who's making waves, you know, it's a big deal. So I love that. What is a startup entrepreneur? Let's get a little advice. And this might not be, this is, 
not exactly up your alley as far as probably an ideal client, but let's just say kind of the DIYer. Someone was like, you know, I'm a startup. I know I need a good visual brand. What are some tips and tricks maybe of how I can get started maybe before I'm ready for a, um, an agency like a, a Nick Onkin? Yeah. So, you know, I, that, yeah, you're right. That the distinction is kind of that it is the photographer that, that you're choosing the story and all that stuff that you're putting into it. Um, if you're just starting out, you know, I think it's a matter of like thinking about what it is that you, what, what's the story you want to tell first, you know, who are you as a person? What's your mission? What's your vision and start to craft those ideas out. Um, you know, if you want to super DIY things like, you know, you can go pick up a camera, you can, you know, you can pick up a digital camera and learn that stuff for yourself. Um, you know, I think you, there's other, there's other photographers out there that, um, maybe aren't in, you know, they're more economical, um, in terms of what you can, what you can hire. So in the, in the, uh, personal brand guidebook, uh, that I have that, uh, that's a free ebook. I talk there's some, there's a whole section on how to hire the right photographer. So you can find somebody who's within your budget. You can find somebody, um, whose work you like, who that resonates with you. Um, because if you look at their portfolio and this goes with graphic design and photography, if you look at that person's portfolio, that's what you're going to get essentially. Like you're going to get that style of, of photography with you as the subject. And you know, they can probably recreate to an extent, like, like when I look at all your portfolio, Nick, not uh, impressed again is such a, a general word, but I get the vibe and the feel, the quality and the backgrounds and the essence that every photo conveys like an emotion and who this person is. So I know that I can't imagine where we would be doing a photo shoot, you know, what's the location, how do I dress and so forth. But it's like almost it doesn't matter because I know that you will be able to help me figure that out, right? You'll say, what's your story, Matt? You'll be able to pull that out of me. And I know that you can replicate not the same things you've done for Lewis or Tony, but you can replicate the same. You got their essence, you can get my essence. So you're going to get that from somebody's, um, somebody's portfolio. Any other uh, kind of startup trips? <laughs> trips. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Tips and tricks. Yeah. So, I mean, that's essentially like I have a process where I have a whole story diagnostic sheet that I ask a bunch of questions. And then we talk, we have a design photo shoot design consult call where we take those questions, the answers from those questions, and we develop out the creative based off of your story, right? It's really about telling your story. So if you're a family man, um, and that's a big part of you and your brand, we'll take that and, um, and tell your story with that. Um, so like I've shot, shot, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, why am I blanking here? Oh, Bo Eason. And oh, I know Bo, yeah. Yeah, so he, we did a whole branding shoot for him. And, you know, his whole, this is just an example. So football is his, his past, right? And now he's like an entrepreneur, speaker, family man. So we, one of the concepts that we developed was shooting him with his family on a football field. So it was kind of hinting at his past, but still telling the new story of, of how he's a family man. So what a great concept too. Cause I mean, that, that's sort of like his fame was, you know, the NFL days, but his, his passion today is like the, the workshops. Well, you have a lot of this info in the entrepreneur's guide. And you talked about that. Um, it's the entrepreneur's guide, how to create a personal brand that rises above the noise. Guys, I'm excited because I have this here. If you head over to nickonkin.com forward slash personal brand, and if you get the show on demand, we'll have that in the show notes. And of course, you can follow on Instagram because that's where every photographer is. 
uh, at Nick Onken. It's O-N-K-E-N. So imagine being on Ken, Nick on Ken. Um, Nick, anything you want to say about that, that entrepreneur's guy? Because that is such an exciting uh, thing. And you're given that as a gift. Is that right? Yeah, it's free. You can just go up and download or sign up for it and download it. Um, and a lot of stuff we're talking about here is actually in the book. So it's kind of the same concepts. And I think where the magic really happens is, um, so we, if you develop and you kind of, there's a lot of questions in there that you can ask yourself, um, you know, kind of go through and write down. Uh, but then it's really about finding the photographer that can create the magic in the moment and take all of those things that you put, you brought out and then um, implement that into a photograph from the direction, the lighting, the, the location and the, and the storytelling ideas within that, how it's composed and all that stuff. So there's kind of two parts to it. And part of that is hiring the right photographer to, to uh, execute that. All right, you heard it here first. The Entrepreneur's Guide is Nick's book, Create a Personal Brand That Rises Above the Noise. You can get it at nickonkin.com forward slash personal brand. Grab that, it's free. It goes deeper onto a whole conversation we're having, what kind of photos to get, how to get it, who to find, all the pieces about visual brand. That is awesome. Nick, um, thank you so much, man, for coming on. We're just coming up on time, so I just want to ask one last question if I can. If you could change anything of your entire story, what would you change or would you leave it all the same? Man, good question. <laughs> right? Hey, remember, there's a right answer. Just kidding. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think everything was meant to be how it was meant to be. Maybe I would have just like started things earlier. <laughs> I would have just started earlier, but keep the mistakes along the way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nick Onkin, thank you for coming on the show, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, that is the show for this week. Nick Onkin, man, celebrity photographer. What a cool conversation. Make sure again, Instagram at nickonken.com or <laughs> Instagram and then nickonken.com. Uh, you can find out more about everything he's doing and nickonkin.com slash personal brand to grab the free ebook, The Entrepreneur's Guide. Hey, I'm Matt Browning, Driven Entrepreneur. Uh, make sure you follow me at Instagram at Matt Browning, B-R-A-U-N-I-N-G, at Matt Browning on all social media. You can find me there. Um, you'll see photos of my family. You'll see photos of back on television sets. You'll see all the cool, fun things we're doing. And if you love to, to connect that way, that's what I want to do with you. Make sure you grab the show on demand. If you're listening to your car, you can head over to anywhere you get podcasts. Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, wherever you get them, go ahead and subscribe. You won't miss an episode. There's hundreds of past episodes, no paywall, all in the archive. We have some great, great interviews to go back and check out. Plus a lot of solo teaching on entrepreneurship for me, Matt Browning. I'll see you next week. Stay driven. All right, bye. Bye.